Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. June, what we're doing this month, we're starting a brand new series today called Summer playlist, summer playlist. And uh, it literally is uh, a connotation to what are you listening to this summer, to the music that you are listening to this summer. And it's a series through the book of Psalms. Anybody love Psalms? I love Psalms. It's one of my favorite books. Ask the person next to you, what are you listening to this summer? What are you listening to this summer? And so we're going to look at the book of Psalms. It's one of the most um, iconic books. It's absolutely legendary. I love the book of Psalms, but it's a psalm of wisdom and worship. The book of Psalms is full of worship. In fact, I want you to take out some notebooks, uh, maybe a phone, somewhere where you can write down some notes. Today, let's learn what the Word of God is. Let's learn what the Psalms is all about. Anybody want to learn together, grow together? Come on. This summer... We're going to grow together. And so we decided to call it Summer Playlist because the book of Psalms is all about songs, hymns, worship letters, and uh, we're going to read through them this summer. And I pray that the book of Psalms is the music that's on our heart, on our soul, and on our mind as we're hanging out with friends on the beach, on vacation. Let the word of God dwell in our soul. Amen. So as we're, as we're starting the series, I want to give you a little bit of background information on what Psalms is. So ask your neighbor if they got something to write on, if they got a notebook, if they got a pen. Come on, we're going to grow together this summer. Really quick, can we welcome all of our online family? Come on, let's welcome all of our family online, Calvary Church online. We're glad that you're watching. By the way, this past week was Flourish, and there was girls all over the place. They threw a party in here. But online, people were watching from all the way up from Aventura, Sunny Isles, down to Homestead, all the way in Georgia, I think Virginia. We have people from Sweden. So wherever you're watching from, we appreciate it. Let us know in the comments where you are watching from. Okay, we're starting Summer Playlist through the book of Psalms. Okay, first and foremost, maybe you're like, okay, what does the word Psalms even mean? Okay, let's look at the definition of what the word uh, Psalms is. The name Psalms comes from the Hebrew word Tehillim. Somebody say Tehillim. Tehillim literally means praises. Somebody say praises. It's what we just did at the beginning of service, praises, as we're putting our hands together, as we're lifting up our voice, we are praising God. We're going to look at a book that's all about giving praise to God. In the Greek, it's salmos, and it literally means a striking of the chords of a musical instrument. It's a striking or a plucking of musical instruments to make praise unto God. So the book of Psalms is all about worship. They are worship songs, hymns written to God. Now, who is the author, right? We're going to be in this book for the next several weeks. Who wrote this book? Well, there's over seven authors in this book. We gave you some information there so you can kind of get an idea. I think a lot of us, we think King David wrote most of the Psalms. He did, but he didn't write all of them. There's also Asaph. Asaph was his worship leader in the temple. Asaph was the one who led worship in the temple. So he wrote some songs as well. We have the sons of Korah. He-Man, anybody remember him? Wasn't that one, but another one. Ethan, they wrote two songs. King Solomon, David's son, 
wrote two psalms. Moses wrote one psalm. And then there's about 49 that are anonymous that don't have authors. Uh, David could have written some of those. Solomon could have written some of those. We don't know who they are, but they don't have an author. So uh, this is these are the authors of the book of Psalms. Now, what date are we looking at? As we're looking at the history of our faith, the book of Psalms covers what dates? Well, we're looking at about 1410 B.C., all the way to about 400 BC. To give us an idea, it's from the time of Moses all the way to the time of about Ezra, right? It covers, the book covers 900 years of Jewish history. Come on, it's an absolute treasure to have this book in our hands as different men of God wrote songs worshiping God in spite of their trouble, in spite of the obstacles. When they saw God open up the Red Sea, come on, when they saw God take out their enemies, they would begin to praise God no matter what was in front of them. This is absolute beautiful, a beauty to look at this book as they praise God in spite of all the challenges. 900 years of Jewish history. How is the book um, ordered? How is it organized? Just to give you an idea, it's a whole lot. It's 150 chapters. In other words, 150 uh, hymns, worship songs, 150 psalms, and they're broken apart by five different books. Somebody say five. They're broken up into five different sections. So the book of Psalms is broken up into five books. You're going to see it as you go through your Bible, book one, book two, book three. Many people say that they did that because they wanted it to mirror the first five books or the Torah of the Bible. This is the outline. And we'll finish with this as an introduction. What is the purpose of the book of Psalms? As we're reading this, why did they write this? Well, it's a collection of prayers, poems, hymns that focus the worshiper's thoughts on God in praise and adoration. Parts of this book were used as hymnals in the worship services of ancient Israel. The Psalms deal with such subjects as God and his creation, war, worship, wisdom, sin and evil, judgment, justice, and the coming of the Messiah. Come on, it's an absolute treasure to have this book. Anybody thankful for the book of Psalms? Come on, it's going to be a good book. And so this summer, come on, we're going to listen to some good songs. This summer, we're not going to fill our ear with stuff that doesn't have no wisdom, but we're going to fill our ear with ancient hymns and songs that praise God. Summer playlist. And so let's begin. Grab your Bibles and go to the book of Psalms. We're going to start with the very, very first one, Psalm chapter 1, or the first psalm. Psalm is usually probably, the book of Psalms is probably right in the middle of your Bible. Every Bible, you grab it and kind of try to open it right in the middle is where you'll kind of find the book of Psalms. As you're going there, look at the person next to you and tell them you look incredible this morning. Smile at the person next to you. Ask them what their favorite song is. Psalm chapter 1. We're going to read some good songs, get some good hymns, get some good worship in our heart. Look at the other person on the other side and tell them I like you better than my first neighbor. Total, total killing, totally killing. Psalm chapter one. Okay, Psalm chapter one, are you there? All right, this is the very first psalm, and let's read it. And I absolutely love this psalm. It's one of my favorite psalms, and I've known it since I was a kid. I love it. It's, it's full of so much wisdom. We're going to read it together. Then we're going to break it down a little bit. Then we'll worship God. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put it up on the screens. Blessed is the man 
who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in his season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked, they're not so. They are like the shaft that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. What an incredible song. As we start summer at Calvary, as we start summer in our city, Psalm chapter 1 gives us an incredible picture of wisdom and worship. As we study this first psalm for the next several minutes, I want to talk to you from this subject, the road less traveled. The road less traveled. Let's look at Psalm chapter 1. Let's look at this worship hymnal prayer and uh, ask God to help us understand it and that it may speak to our soul. Amen. Come on, let's pray and then we'll talk about it. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for your love, and for your mercy. Thank you, God, for your mercy that is amazing, new every day with your compassions. Thank you for each of us that are gathered here and online. Speak to us today. Thank you for this incredible ancient book full of wisdom led by your Holy Spirit to heal us, encourage us, and help us today. Father, I pray that you open up eyes and lift up our heads so that we may see you in a brand new way. We love you and we thank you. It is in Jesus' name, all of God's people say. Oh, come on, all of God's people say. Can you make some noise for Jesus? One more time, come on. Hallelujah. Choices. We, we all make choices every single day. This morning as you got up, you made choices what you were going to wear, at what time you were going to arrive, maybe even who you were going to sit next to. Maybe you had no choice in that and you don't even like the choice they gave you, but <laughs> we made choices every day. There was a Columbia University study that uh, did some research and they found that the average person makes about 70 choices a day. That leads up to about 25,500 choices a year. It really amounts to about 1.8 million choices if you were to live up to 70 years or older. 1.8 million choices. Some studies say those numbers are low. We actually make way more choices than that. And I think if it's something that we do so often, we should pay attention to the choices we make. Have you ever made a bad choice? Several years ago, I think I've shared this story before. Several years ago, I got invited to go fishing with Lewis, one of our friends here at church. And he invited me on his fishing boat. We went out and I had an incredible time. Um, but I forgot that I'm white. And by white, I mean pasty white, transparent white. I cannot get in the sun at all. In fact, this weekend we went, uh, last weekend we got away for a little bit. And um, I decided to stay under umbrella the entire time because the sun and me don't get along. I will get extremely burnt by the sun. But I was so uh, captivated by the fishing. He was teaching me how to spearfish. I'd never done spearfishing before. And so I was snorkeling on top of him while he was uh, spearfishing. So my back was exposed to the sun the entire time. 
I'm talking about hours on end. I was enthralled and captivated by the spear fishing, and I forgot about the sun hitting my back. And by the time it hit about 6, 7, 8 p.m. at night, I was boiling red, like red, like, like I should have gone to the hospital, but I didn't. I was in absolute pain. The car ride home was horrible. In fact, when I got home, I told Anna, I need some help. Bad, bad. Dude, I don't know what I need to do. Something, something. God, help me. Pray for a miracle. Do something. I'm, I'm, I'm in bad shape. In fact, I hate vinegar. I don't know about you if you like vinegar or not, but I absolutely hate vinegar. But I heard that it's good for a sunburn. So I told her, bring all the vinegar you have. And she brought bottles of vinegar, and I bathed in vinegar. It's disgusting, I know, but I needed help, right? Because I made a bad choice. Choices are absolutely important. In fact, some choices have bigger consequences than others. Are you paying attention to the choices that you make in your life? In fact, I'll say this, and this is the problem that we have with choices, is that poor choices can lead to bad consequences. Poor choices, bad quality, low quality choices. You may not like the outcome of some of your choices because you didn't pay attention as you were making decisions on them. Some choices are extremely important. What you wore this morning, what kind of shoes you decided to put on this morning as you got ready for church is not as important as who you will marry the day of tomorrow. The shirt that you picked out of your closet, that's a choice you made, but it's not as important as what career you will follow in your life. How you decided to style your hair. Some of us have to spend a little bit more time than others. Others don't even have to think about it, but how you decided to style your hair is not as important as the friends that you will surround yourself with for a lifetime. Some choices have bigger consequences than others. Are you paying attention to the choices that you are making in life. Some of us are sitting in here today like I've made some bad choices in my life. Anybody in here? Have you made some bad choices? And now we're sitting on the opposite end of our bad choice. And some of us have suffered the consequences of a bad decision in the past. And it's left us in the dark place. It's left us destroyed, heartbroken, it's exposed certain parts of our life that we didn't know because we didn't pay attention when we were making the choice. And they have major consequences. And some of us are on that side today. But I love that we sang that song, Mercy, because in spite of our choices in the past, come on, with Jesus, every single day is a new day and we get a brand new beginning. Come on, anybody thankful for the grace of God and the mercy of God? Oh, come on, I, I know I made some choices that I regretted, but by his grace and his mercy, come on, we're forgiven, we're sanctified, he delivered us, he saved us, he gives us a brand new opportunity each and every single day. Come on, if you're thankful for the mercy of God, why don't you give him some praise for about 10 seconds He's a good God. His mercy and his compassions, they fail not each and every single day. Today, if you're going through consequences, I want to tell you, you can start brand new today to make better choices. God gives us an opportunity to make a U-turn on the road that you have gone down. And you can start a brand new beginning with Jesus. Because choices are absolutely important. What choices will you make? Who will you marry? Who did you marry? <laughs> Who are your closest friends? What are going to be some of your morals? 
What are going to be some of your values in life? Are you going to be a person of high morals, high values? Are you going to be a person that is careful with their friend? There's a lot of choices. And you're going to have to choose wisely or you may not like the outcomes. In fact, I'll put it this way. Your decisions today will determine your destiny tomorrow. You want a better future? You want a better hope? Your decisions today, your choices, they will decide your consequences tomorrow. Choices. We all have choices. The book of Psalms, I love it. It's an absolute incredible book. It's a book full of wisdom. It's a book full of worship. And we start with Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1 is absolutely vital. It's important that we understand it and that we study it because it is so good for our soul. In fact, it really is almost like a sum of the entire book of Psalms, right? Some people have said it is a preface of the entire book. In fact, an old uh, father of the faith, his name was St. Jerome. He said it's actually a preface to the Holy Spirit. That's how important chapter one is. We should know it. We should read it. We should memorize it. You should get it in your heart. You want a song for the summer? Pick Psalm chapter 1 to sing and meditate and pray every single day. That's how important it is for our soul. An old Puritan preacher, Thomas Watson, he said this about Psalm chapter 1. He said, it may well be called a Christian's guide for it discovers the quicksands where the wicked sink down in perdition and the firm ground on which the saints tread to glory. Woo! There's some important stuff in Psalm chapter 1. There's some wisdom in Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1 literally talks about two destinies. Somebody say two destinies. Literally, the scope of Scripture, all of our entire Bible really speaks about two ways of life. Psalm chapter 1 basically summarizes what our entire Bible says. The entire Bible, you go through scripture, you're going to see this all over the Bible, right? The Bible literally says there is good and there is evil. There is light and there is darkness. There is righteous and there is unrighteous. There is godly and there is ungodly. There are sheep and there are goats. There's the narrow gate or there's the broad road. Psalm chapter 1, you are either blessed or you are wicked. Can we change the song for the summer? This is is hard, right? Like, two way. Here's here's news for all of us. There is no other path. Two paths that you would choose. What road will you walk on this summer? What path will you choose this summer to walk? Will you choose the path that everybody loves to follow that looks great, it looks fun, it looks amazing? Or will you... Choose the path of blessing that you may think God has taken away some stuff, but it's actually full of God's goodness, God's mercy, God's compassion, God's protection. I don't know about you, but I want to choose the, bla- the path of blessing. And so Psalm chapter 1 introduces us to two different destinies, two ways to live. And it begins by saying, blessed is the man, blessed is the man. It literally is talking about a human, man or woman. Blessed is this person. Another translation says, happy is the man. Now, that word blessed, why is it translated happy? The word blessed in the Hebrew is esher. And it literally means happy, but not the happy that we know of. It literally means this man is extremely blessed. I don't know about you, but I want to be extremely blessed. Anybody want to be extremely blessed this summer? Happy, extremely blessed. 
It means a multiplicity of blessings falls on this man. See, in, in our language, in English, happy really doesn't work because the, the word happy for us, it's an emotion that's tied to a circumstance. Yeah. We're happy when life is going good. We're happy when you get a promotion. You're happy when the girl you like says yes to a date. You're happy when you're sitting next to her in church. Some of you are happy right now. But the minute that you get out of church and she says, I, I think we should be friends, you're going to be unhappy. It's based on an emotion, right, of a circumstance. Happy is an emotion and a circumstance. But the word blessed here, it literally means your stance in spite of your circumstance. In other words, I'm not happy because of what I have. I'm happy and I'm blessed because of who I have. Come on, I'm not blessed and I'm not happy because I have health. I'm blessed and I'm happy because I got him. Oh, come on, you can be blessed whether you have a job or no job. You can be blessed whether you have a lot of money or no money. You can be blessed in health or in sickness. Come on, anybody want to be blessed this summer? I'm blessed in good times and I'm blessed in bad times. I'm blessed when I'm on mountaintop and I'm blessed when I'm in the valley. I'm blessed when I'm in my house and I'm blessed when I go out of my house. I'm blessed because he's with me. I'm blessed because he's blessed me. I'm blessed because his hand is over me. I'm blessed because he protects me. I'm blessed because he goes before me. He goes behind me and he surrounds me every day of my life. Is anybody blessed this morning? Give God a praise. I'm not blessed because of you. Come on. I'm not happy today. How come you're not happy? I put a selfie. I only got three likes. So many people today are like back and forth on their emotions. Hey, last Sunday you were excited. What happened today? <laughs> I got a boo-boo. <laughs> Who says that? Life is tough. Life is hard. And you're going to have to realize that we're not happy based on emotions or feelings or circumstances. But I'm blessed in spite of them. Come what may, I'm blessed. Come what may, he bless. You can't curse what God already blessed. So whether I have a job or I don't have a job, whether you like me or not like me, I'm a blessed man because he blessed me, not because the world blessed me. Are you with me? Tell your neighbor, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Come on. Blessed, blessed is the man, he says. Starts off by the man who's blessed. Not the wicked man, but the blessed man. Two destinies. How, do, how is this man blessed? If you want to be blessed, we, we have to study what the book of Psalms says, chapter one about this blessed man, because I want to be blessed like him. And the first thing that it tells us about this man, number one, it tells us about his character. Somebody say character. It tells us what makes up this man. He's blessed. He's happy. He has a multiplicity of blessings, not because of what he attains, but because of what he avoids. You're blessed not because of what you have. You're blessed when you watch your ways and your choices. This man is like any other man. Psalm chapter 1 doesn't tell us he's a special man or a rich man. He's not a man who had a bunch of cows and sheep and goats. He's just blessed because of the choices that he makes in life. In other words, we can all be blessed if we watch what we avoid. It's been years. I've been trying to hustle and fight with my weight. And you know my story. Every day I'll get up and run. I'll watch my choices. I've done keto. 
I've done paleo. I've done Atkins. I've done everything. But my problem is not what I do. I've worked out. I've done the work. I've done everything. Got enough mm, CrossFit, all that kind of stuff that comes from the pit of hell. <laughs> my problem is not. My problem is what? What am I avoiding? You can work out all you want, but Alex, you keep eating those pita chips. You're going to be, the other day I went golfing and my friend on purpose brought a bag of pita chips. He's like, I know you love them. And I said, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Trying to fight the struggle. Are you with me? What are you avoiding in your life? Psalm chapter one, if we could put verse one really quick. Psalm chapter one, verse one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Watch where you walk. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. This is how the book of Psalms of worship and wisdom begins. He doesn't walk. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners, nor does he sit in the seat of scoffers. In other words, he avoids the advice of the wicked. He avoids the way of sinners, and he avoids to sit with mockers and scoffers. What are you avoiding in your life? You can't be blessed if all you're around is negativity. You can't be blessed if all you hang out with is wicked people. You can't be blessed if everybody's around you is toxic and all they want is to disobey the ways of God. Don't ask God something to bless something that he already said he wasn't going to bless. Like, be careful where you hang, in other words. This was Psalm chapter 1. You want to be blessed? You want happiness, a multiplicity of blessings? Where are you hanging? Who are you with? Who are you talking to? What are you lending your ear to? Come on, this summer, let's fill our, our songs, our playlists, our iPod, our aux cord connected to the Word of God. I know some of you like Pitbull and Lil John and Cardi B. I, well, I don't know, like... But th this summer, I want the word of God in my soul. Come on, I want the word of God in my heart. Be careful what you feel. Your, what fills your life controls your mind. What are you listening to? What are you about? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Growing up, my parents used to tell me, Dime con quien andas y te de. If you don't understand Spanish, that's his wisdom right there. But <laughs> tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. I heard one, somebody say, you want to know your future? Look at your five closest friends. Be a person of character. Character is who you are when nobody else is watching. Coach John Wooden, one of the greatest coaches of all time, he said, worry more about your character than your reputation. Because reputation is who people think you are. Character is who you really are. I don't care if they don't like me. I don't care if I stopped hanging out and they got offended because of it. I want to be a man of character. I want to be a man of character in my home, in my marriage, in my church, in my workplace, wherever I go. I don't care what people think about me. Yes, I stopped hanging around certain places. Yes, I got away from certain conversations. Yes, I got away from the toxic places and the negative places because I want to be a man of character. I want to be a man who knows what to avoid and knows where to go. Where are you going this summer? Be a person who watches character. Somebody say character. The second thing we see is his consumption. What is he consuming is what Psalm chapter 1 tells us. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 tells us what he avoids. Look at verse number 2 now. Psalm chapter 1 verse 2. But his delight. So he avoids certain things. 
But now his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Verse 1 told us about his separation. Verse 2 tells us now about his occupation. What are you avoiding? That's great. But now what are you consuming? This past weekend, we, we got away. Last weekend, me and Nana got away for a couple days just to rest. And, and uh, on the way back down from Central Florida, we went, came down the scenic route. And it's literally like this road in the middle of nowhere. And I looked to my right, and I saw a dirt road, a bright orange dirt road. And I told Dan, I'm going off-road. Don't go off-road. I'm going off-road. And served the car. Don't turn the car. <laughs> she doesn't talk like that. And I went down the dirt road. And this was like a bright orange dirt road. And I, was, I felt like I was in a movie. I'm like, mm-hmm, down this dirt road. And all this orange dirt was flying everywhere. And with about half an hour, an hour, I think we got off to put gas somewhere. And when we got off, they're like, look at the tires. I look at the tires, they were orange. All the tires were orange. The car was covered in orange. Because whatever you consume will come out in your life. Whatever you spend time in will determine what you are filled with. If you hang around nothing but garbage, you are going to come out smelling like garbage. If you spend time in wisdom and in God's word, come on, you're going to come out with wisdom and knowledge from God's word. I don't know about you, but I got to watch not just what I avoid, but what I consume. What is filling you this summer? What's on your mind? What's on your heart? What are you consuming in your life? It says he meditates on the word of God day and night. He knows that the words that are found in this book are vital to our soul. The Bible says that they are strength to our bones. Some of us, we need to pick up God's word every morning, every night, on the way to work, on the way from work. Every single word, we need to memorize it, get it down deep in our soul. Do you know the word of God? The same Puritan preacher, Thomas Watson, he said, some of us, we walk away from reading our Bibles cold because we don't let the fire of meditation burn in our soul. You don't meditate upon what you read. This is not just read a verse for a day and you put the Bible away. No, this is meditate on it. What does it say? Let me think about it. The blessed man, the blessed person, he consumes the word of God. Because he realizes what Psalm 119 verse 105 says. It says that his word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I need the word of God daily. I need it to light my path. I need it to go forward. Literally that word there in the Hebrew is to chew on it. It's what some animals do. It's called chewing the cud if you've heard of it. For example, cows do this. A cow, you'll see it eating grass all day. It'll eat the grass. And after some time, and this is going to be a little, maybe nasty, but literally it eats the grass and it digests it. After some time, it brings it back up to chew on it and digest it again. After some time, it brings it up again, chews on it some more and digests it again. And maybe after some time, it'll bring it up one more time, chew on it and digest it again. You ever been so hungry you bring something up? No, just kidding. That's that's nasty. That's just nasty. What what the psalmist is saying is meditate on the word of God. That once you put the book down, you're on the way to work and you're like, blessed is the man. 
Blessed is the man who does not stand in the way of sinners, who does not sit with scoffers, but his delight. You bring it back up, you think about it, meditate, and you put it away. Then you bring it back up, and you're like, oh, for I know the plans he has for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future. Okay, I'm going to think about God's word. Then you put it away, and as you're at work, and as you're working, you bring it back up, and you're like, oh, yes, the righteous, I've never seen them forsaken, or their children begging bread. You need to get so much word in you that when you are in trouble, you can bring it back up, memorize it, quote it, speak it, proclaim it over your life. There is nothing like the word of God. Do you meditate on it day and night? Meditate on it. Think about it. Thank God for his words. The blessed man, the blessed person reads it. It's in it daily. Nowadays, our attention is on a million different things. And we barely read the word of God. This summer, what's going to have your attention? What are you going to meditate on? Can I tell you, there's a whole lot of bad news to meditate on. There's a whole lot of negative sources to think about, meditate on. But this summer, I want to get closer to Jesus. I want to get closer to God. If I have to turn off everything else, I'll turn it off so that I can listen to him better. What consumes your life will result in what your life produces. What you consume will result in what you produce. Psalm chapter 1 shows us this because he consumes the word of God. What he produces is fruit and good fruit. And the third thing we see about the blessed man is that he's a confident man. The blessed life is a life of confidence. Somebody say confidence. Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. I love how it reads. It says this. If you could put it up on the screens. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. And in all that he does, he prospers. I don't know about you, but I want to live a life of confidence. That your leaf won't wither. That no matter what season it will be, you'll always have fruit in your life. Because you're a blessed person. You're a blessed man and a blessed woman. Because of your character. Because of what you consume. There's now this confidence in this life and in the eternal life. The wicked are not so. Psalm chapter 1 tells us. Psalm chapter 1 doesn't just tell us about the path that nobody wants to take the godly path it also tells us about the wicked path and there in the hebrew wicked literally means a person who is loose number one it means loose with morals number two it means loose from god in other words god i don't want you to direct my life i got my own direction well what's the result of their life Psalm chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. If we could put it up. 4 through 6. The wicked are not so. They are like the shaft that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. It's a complete opposite life to the blessed life. This summer, what path will you choose? The wicked, they can't even stand in the day of judgment. There's no confidence in the eternal life because they live for this life and when that day of judgment comes they are going to be like the shaft literally what it means is when they harvested wheat 
They used to grab the wheat and throw it up in the air and the seeds had a peel and the wind used to grab the peel and just blow it off. It says the wicked, they're like the peel. They're blown away. I don't know about you, but I don't want to take that road where it looks like I have something, but I really have nothing. I want to choose the road that maybe the world doesn't take, but that's the blessed life. I want to be a blessed man, a blessed woman. I want to follow that. And it gives you a confidence that in the day of judgment, you can stand before God because you are righteous. You are right with God. And all throughout scripture, that's why... That's why Psalm chapter 1, it's really a summary almost of the entire Bible. Because it says that you will be able to stand. You'll have this confidence in the afterlife. It's kind of what, it literally mirrors what God told Jeremiah. And we'll finish with this. Jeremiah chapter 17. Look how God speaks to the people of God. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. And it never fails to bear fruit. The blessed man, the blessed woman, you can stand with confidence that no matter what may come in this life, you always have fruit. You'll always be evergreen and God will always go before you, behind you, and surround you all the days of your life. I don't know about you, but I want to be a person of confidence. Some of you today, you have no confidence in your life because you've been trying on your own, making choices on your own. And perhaps you're here today and you, you're saying, Alex, I'm on the end of some of those choices. There's no confidence in my life because I know I've made bad decisions. Come on, it's a brand new day with brand new grace and brand new mercy. Today you can choose to be a person of character that watches what they consume and can live with confidence. I want us to stand up all over this place. As we're starting the month of June, as we're starting summer, I think God wants the people of Calvary to be people of confidence. Not in what we have, but in who has us. And maybe we're in here today and we're saying we can never be that type of person. It's hard. I've made some bad decisions and some bad choices. How can I be the blessed man or the blessed woman? The truth is, it's very hard for all of us to do that. In fact, the Bible says none are righteous, not even one. Psalm chapter 1 is not just a picture of the blessed life. It's a picture of Jesus Christ. You know who the blessed man is? It's Jesus. Because you and I will fail every single day, but the one that never failed, his name is Jesus. And the Bible says that we don't stand on all, all righteous doing, but on what he already accomplished. With every eye closed and every head bowed. If you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I want to be that blessed person. I want to be righteous right before God, no matter what. I want to be a person of character. I want to be a person that consumes his word day in, day out. I want to be a person that has confidence and produces fruit. It 
begins by knowing Jesus. It begins by having a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. I've sinned, you've sinned, we've all sinned. There's not one person that's perfect in here or watching. We've all done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. And the Bible says that our sin separates us from God. God loves us so much, but he can't be with sin. He's a holy God. He's a loving God, but he's also holy and he can't be with sin. And so our sin separates us from God. But God in his love sent his son Jesus. Jesus came and Jesus grabbed my sin, your sin. All of our sins, all of our mistakes, our failures, every wrong choice we've done. The Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and he died for our sins. How can I be blessed? How can I be righteous? It's not in what I possess, but it's in who I possess and his name is Jesus. When every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're in here today or you're watching and you say, Alex, I need forgiveness. I need a brand new start. Jesus died for your sins. He went down to a grave for three days. And after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. The Bible says that Jesus, he's alive. And today he's offering you a brand new beginning, a brand new start. Come on, as pastors are praying, dream team is praying, leaders are praying. This is the most important part of our service today. You can begin summer brand new with a relationship with the God who loves you. As we're praying with eyes closed in a moment of privacy and prayer, if you're in here, you're saying, Alex, I need Jesus. Alex, I need forgiveness. I want to I wanna live that blessed life. I want to put my faith, my trust, my confidence in him to help me in all my choices. I want forgiveness for all of my sins. If that's you, I'm going to count to three in just a moment. At the, at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If that's you at the count of three, raise your hand, hold it up for a second. I'll see who I'm praying for. And then you can put it right back down. If you're watching online, you can put your hand up wherever you're at. God sees you right there where you're at too. One, two, three. Raise your hand as high as you can, as high as you can. Hands raised up everywhere, everywhere. God bless you. You, 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 you. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. 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 Amazing. I see you. I see you. God bless you. God bless you. If you're watching online, you raise up your hand right there. You're saying, I need Jesus. I need forgiveness. I want to be righteous. I can't do it on my own, no matter what I have. It's not the cars. It's not the house. It's not the money. It's a relationship with the blessed man, Jesus. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, those of you who raise your hand, I'm going to say a simple prayer. All we're doing through this prayer is putting our faith and our trust in him. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's what we're doing in this moment. I'm going to ask all of us to pray together. Repeat after me out loud. I'll do this first prayer, but you can talk to God any place, anywhere. Repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amazing. Hands went up everywhere. Hey, if you made that decision to follow Jesus, we love you. 
We want to be a church that comes alongside of you and help you in that decision. We have tents outside. There's one where people are holding up a sign that says free Bible. We have a free Bible for you. Don't leave this place without a Bible in your hands. It's an absolute free gift from us to you. It's God's word. The book of Psalms is in there and you're going to be able to read it and get to know that God. Come on, one more time. Can we give them a big, big hand, every person that made that decision? Amen. Come on, everybody ready for the book of Psalms? Come on, we're going to get it in our heart, in our soul. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman. Tell the person next to you, I'm going to be blessed this summer. I'm going to be blessed this summer. And uh, start studying the book of Psalms. We're going to have a few weeks in it as we read some of the famous Psalms in there. We got Grow Track, and then we also got Connect Group. Sign up. Make sure you join a Connect Group. Come on, why don't we lift up our hands? Ask God that God will go before us. Come on, this week, this summer, maybe today you can begin to lift up your voice and say, God, I need you. Come on, let's lift up our voice. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your direction. God, today we choose the path that is the blessed path. It's the path of righteousness. It's the path of worship. It's the path of knowledge of you. And God, help our character. Help us in what we consume so that we can live in confidence. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.